Now for an episode in our series, Trying Something New. We're talking to women who've made a career change or picked up new skills post 40. As the retirement age rises, many of us will work into our 60s and even 70s. So are we retraining or rethinking? We want to hear about how you did it, why you did it, and was it worth it? Our guest today is talking to us all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada. Raylene Kusick is here to talk all about pickleball. Yep, you heard me right, pickleball. What on earth is pickleball, I hear you say? Well, it's only one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Based on her medal haul in the last few years, Raylene is clearly a very passionate and very skilled pickleball player. Most recently, she took home the 2022 Provincial Under 55's Mixed Doubles Bronze and in the 2021 Atlantics, the under 55s doubles gold and mixed doubles silver. Impressive. When not out on the pickleball court, Raylene works at Nova Scotia Health Authority in medical administration for the General Internal Medicine Department, which, like so many working parents, she juggles real life around. Welcome to the podcast, Raylene. We are delighted to have you here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm very looking forward to uh, talking to you guys about pickleball. This is Excellent. great. We want to hear all about pickleball. How about we start with what on earth is pickleball? Tell us all about it. What is it? How do you play? How do you play? So it is a racket sport um, with paddles. The paddles are solid, um, size of a squash paddle, a little bit smaller. And you have a wiffle ball. So wiffle ball is holes all around the ball. And it's it's a hard plastic ball. And you let it bounce. And that's that's what you uh, hit it with. The net is not as not the same height as a tennis net. It is lower, three feet. I never do the measurements uh, when we put the nets up. I always get someone else to do it because I don't like putting the nets up. But <laughs> it's lower uh, tennis net. Um, and we use the badminton lines. Uh, and you either play doubles, so two people on each uh, side, or you do singles. That's another. Singles is a lot of running, which now that I'm almost 47, I don't do singles anymore because it's a <laughs> it's a younger woman's game. It's a younger or younger man or yeah, definitely younger uh, version. So I did it the first year, first year in provincials. I did it and uh, I did place. I think actually I beat my sister in that one, but I was hurting after that because you play it for one day and then you have to play doubles and then mixed doubles. And by by the end of that tournament, I was pretty tired, so I. I made a decision not to do singles anymore. That's a lot of running. That's a lot of running. I've been doing quite a bit of research on pickleball in preparation for this interview. And I was delighted to hear that the courts for pickleball are a lot smaller than tennis, which I agree in the over 40s period, or even for me, the under 40s or 30s or 20s or, you know, any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything where I don't have to run so far is is a big advantage. I've also read that because the ball is hollow, and I think of those as being the kind of balls that you get with a kid's sort of racquetball thing sometimes, but because the ball is light and hollow, it moves slower through the air than a tennis ball. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. Like it's holes all around. So it's not just one hole, there's holes all around. Okay, Um, right. So it's just a wiffle ball. I I might go down and show you a picture of it, but definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll include a a picture of the ball with the the podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and it seems to have a mix. It seems to be a bit of a mix of, it's got elements of tennis, obviously. And in fact, People can convert tennis courts. Yes, um, they can. Yes. Yeah, Which, with different markings. Yeah. So that makes it easier, a bit more accessible. 
And then badminton and ping pong, right? So it's yeah. sort of a cross between all three. Yes, but you don't you don't serve overhead like tennis. You serve underhand, um, and you have to when when they serve the ball to you, you have to let it bounce when you return it. And then you want to move forward before, and you get to it's called the kitchen. There's a line right before the net that's so many feet out, and you you do a, a stroke called a dink. So Has everything know. got a silly name? A kitchen, a dink, pickleball. Hey. No, yeah. I read. I read that they call. They think why it was called the kitchen because there's no volleying in the kitchen, no which is which is something which I tell my children all the time. No volleying in the kitchen. No football in the kitchen. None of yeah. that. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you don't want it. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yes, you have to volley. You can't. You have. If you want to let it bounce, you step into the kitchen. So you have to. You have to uh, let it bounce, and then you can step into the kitchen. But if you volley it while you're in the kitchen, that's a fault. So. Yeah. So you can't hang out in the kitchen, batting no. them backwards, no. you know, no. like you, people do in tennis, crouching over the net and, you know, but what batting you, them back. When you're thinking, like I always tell people when they start, your your buttocks wants to be sore because you want to bend low when you're dinking. <laughs> and it's sort of like a, my mom used to always say, it's like a bowling motion. It's not like a swing like tennis. It's you want to especially you want to do a soft motion and moving forward to get the ball over the net with your paddle. So, so what is a dink? Yeah, what's a dink? So a dink is so if you're a dink is basically you're in the kitchen and you just want to do low to high and just you just want to push the ball over the net like a little bit over like high over the net that way the person the your opponent will not smash it at you, right? So you want to do nice a nice a nice soft dink over the net and then it's sort of like a dinky rally. And then if someone hits it too high, and if you have an opportunity to put it away, you put it away. So that's some serious strategy there as to how to deal with it. Strategy, Yes, yes. Actually, Gina, I played against her on Sunday and I hit a couple high balls and I paid for it. She put it away. (laughs) I said to Raylene the other day, she was playing against my sister Gina. And I said, I hope you understand. I want Gina to win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a good game. But yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely strategy. But just, just like I've been playing for, um, I'm in my eighth year now playing playing the sport, and and I I played tennis. I played tennis since I was eight, um, and I, until I was twenty, I taught tennis, played competitively, and then it could just I was university student. I couldn't afford to go to the tennis clubs. It was expensive membership, so I just hung up my tennis racket, and you know I um, had a social life and met my husband, and then had two kids and. I was kept, I kept missing tennis and didn't think anything of it. And then um, my parents introduced me to pickleball in 2016. Interesting. And- so they were playing it themselves. Yes. Yeah, so we are a sports family. We I was named both my sister and I were named after Olympic runners. Ah. Raylene Boyle in 1976 Olympics, and my sister Marita Kosh was born in 1980. So we were were sports driven. So. That's and interesting. yeah, but I didn't like running. I tried it. I didn't like it. So I remember doing cross country. My dad was my dad was a teacher and principal and he would do cross country in junior high. And they would be like four guys and myself after school when my dad would do the route and I would do it halfway and I would turn around, walk back to school. And I'm like, Dad, I can't do this. I'm not I'm just not a runner. So. <laughs> You're a racquetball um, person. Yeah, running was not my thing. So, and I played basketball and volleyball too, but it was tennis that I really enjoyed. And then 
I didn't think there would be anything else. And then pickleball was um, introduced. So when you um, when your friend said, come play pickleball, did you say what's pickleball? And is there a pickle involved? Because yeah, I know well, yeah. North Americans like their pickles. We call them gherkins here. And I just wonder whether I could get something going called gherkin ball or is that too much <laughs> of a mouthful? How would that go down? My yeah. husband is obsessed with gherkins. He has them in every sandwich. And um, I understand it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a, it is a funny term. Pickleball is a funny term. But once you hear it, like um, when I like my, so my parents went to Myrtle Beach. Uh, they used to go there in the wintertime. And they were introduced down there. And so then they came back and they told my sister and I, you guys need to learn this game. And my sister was pregnant with her son at the time. And my kids were 12 and nine, heavy into soccer. So I didn't have any time to play. I didn't know anyone to play. And then once she, I think once she had Declan, uh, we started, um, let, let's go out and see what this is about. And we would go down to Liverpool, where my parents are from, and see how this what the sport is and uh and then we just left it from there so we met um so many people on the way that's one thing I love about this pickleball is we have a very tight pickleball family like it's it's amazing the people that we meet like we like when we play provincials in Atlantics we meet people from New Brunswick PEI and they're just they're just amazing people and they just want to get better at pickleball and have so much fun and it's just, it's just great. Does it attract a certain kind of person because they're not super competitive and they just want to have fun? What is it about the game? Do you oh, think? Yeah, there's a combination. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of rec play and then there's, so in the States there's ratings. So 3.5, five is the highest. If you are a five Oh, you are, you are good. And we have, uh, we have probably about five or six, uh, 5.0 players here in Nova Scotia that are just, you just want to learn from them. They're, they're amazing. There's one guy, um, He's an older gentleman and uh, he's, he used to come up to me because when I started playing pickleball, because my kids were 12 and nine, I would only play one day a week, one day a week. That's all I could get. And he would come up to me. He would say, Raylene, you need to practice. And I'm like, Jack, I don't have time. Like I have two young kids. Like I would love to practice, but I think my husband would divorce me if I would play more <laughs> than three times. So, but anyway, as the kids got older, I'm like, I'm now playing three times a week and I do see. I do see an improvement in my game and I just absolutely love it. But I mean, yeah, when pickleball started, they would say it is a for older people game. Right. So and it's good because you want everyone to be active. But I mean, we have professional pickleball in the States that every second weekend there's a pickleball tournament. It starts from Thursday to Sunday. And my kids and husband know that that's going to be on the TV all weekend. Like, and it's all they hear is the ping, ping sound because the wiffle ball has a different sound. So it's very uh, distinctive, isn't it? It's very distinctive sound. This is such revelation. I mean, before we plan to have this chat, I'd never heard of it. But I know that it's, I think it's the fastest growing sport in the USA and one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Another one being paddle, which is another racket sport, which I think has been a bit bigger here, but it's got obvious differences. The way you describe it and the sort of enthusiasm and the fun element, do you think that people who are interested in racket sports, do you think it's been exciting to discover a new sport? Like when you've been down the badminton route or the squash route or the tennis route. I mean, maybe that's 
is that something do you think do you think people everybody's just excited that there's something new and it's accessible and fun because it sounds like you can play it on lots of levels lots of levels yes and we have um we're a lot of tennis players we have a lot of ping pong players that now are playing pickleball like this tournament that we played on sunday there was a young gentleman there he was uh, an amazing tennis player now he's playing pickleball and uh, and i love tennis i still watch professional tennis it's it's great but when we play like we play at the tennis center here in bedford and it's a huge tennis center and they allow us to play you know, um, two courts. And when I go watch, when I watch them play like doubles, I find it's just so slow. Like <laughs> pickleball is so much faster. And I, you want to say they got to get to the net, they got to dink, but like that's, but they don't do that in tennis, right? They, you know, they have four, they have one back, one in the front and they just watch the ball go. And then you want to, you want to do a poach and then, and then put the ball away. Right. But uh, pickleball is, is so much strategies, so many strategies. So do you think it's easy to get into? I mean, for our, for our listeners who've never heard of this before, what I, what I've got from the sort of chatted you and the research that I've done is basically it's an open court it's smaller than a tennis court and you have as you said before this sort of perforated ball light ball with holes in it and then the racket is it's hard isn't it a bit like a table tennis it's like a solid call it a paddle it's not a A paddle paddle yeah it's a a paddle paddle, yeah but it's quite solid and it's bigger than a table tennis Racket. Oh yes, yeah. And I might show you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely bigger. Yeah, anyone. The thing is here, like people say, oh, I want to learn how to play, and we do have lots of places where they can learn. But the problem is, they need to know where. Once they're taught, where can they go to play? And that's that's yeah. still an issue. Like now that it's spring and summer, like we have a lot of courts all over HRM that people can learn how to play. And I mean, this this area, it's growing. Like when we first had provincials in 2016 we had a hundred people uh register for provincials and our provincials is in may and we have 420 that's amazing it's yeah. amazing like, yeah and we and my sister and i would know most of the people that would play we and we'll we'll go to provincials and they're gonna be new faces and i just think that is just exciting it is we well i've got new faces that are playing yeah. Yeah. So I've got a really interesting stat for you. It's from the U.S., but it shows the sort of the popularity of it. So since 2018 in the U.S., the number of people playing pickleball grew by 159 percent. So by the time by August 2021, more than 36.5 million people played pickleball in the U.S. They were saying that that means in 2023 they did a survey and that's up to 14% of Americans have played pickleball. That's yeah. an incredible that's number. really high. It is yeah. high. Yeah. yeah. It says, uh, yeah, so up to 14% played in uh, that 12-month period. And over 8.5 million people played pickleball eight times or more. So that's, you know, roughly once a month or something like that. So they're not quite in the same league as you are three times a week. But it just shows that it's growing. And then in the UK, Pickleball England is aiming to get 25,000 members by 2025. So there's, yeah, so there's definitely a lot of interest. And then the other thing that I just love about this is there's the Pickleball channel on YouTube. Have you looked at it before, Raylene? Yeah, Yeah, I bet you have. There's 45.5 thousand subscribers. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And um, I know my sister was into like watching the pros and I didn't at the time because I'm a huge sports fan so I watch my football my basketball so 
I didn't get into it right away, but now like we know we all of us talk about all the top pros and when, when they play every second week and it's just, it's just amazing. So, and we even have, we have a lot of snowbirds that go down to Mexico and Arizona and Florida and they go watch, they go watch a, them a play. snowbird. Basically yeah. when you're retired in Canada, yeah, you avoid the winter there, yeah. and you go ah. to nice sunny parts of the States <laughs> for, the, for the winter. And so we call them the snowbirds. Okay. We don't really have that so much in England. We just walk up the road and there's a different weather system going on (laughs) around the corner. It just keeps changing all the time. On the Pickleball England website, a thing which I did not know existed until now, um, it says, warning, you will probably become addicted. That's their. That's what they've put. That's their sort of little slogan on the uh, on the website, which I thought was very nice. And it sounds like it is quite addictive. Um, I also it also gave me the opportunity to look up where the nearest pickleball site was near me, feeling very comfortable. It wouldn't be anywhere near me, and I'm disappointed to be able to say there's one 15 minutes down the road <laughs> so Eve is going to suggest that I go play pickleball and report back and as an accompaniment to this episode we might need I, to do an expedition yeah it's literally 15 minute drive yeah. down the road there is a pick I couldn't believe it so it's an but, indoor facility indoor facility an indoor be. facility to play pickleball Oh, I would love to have that here. We're trying so hard. But what is it that's addictive about it? So not being a sporty type, I'm really interested about, you know, what is it that makes it addictive? I don't know. Like it's, yeah, you don't have to, I I don't know. Like it's just, uh, you play and then you win some, you lose some, and then you want to get better. Like that's how I, like I would play with my group um, and I would play three, we would play three hours outside and we just play, we would have like, four or five and we just keep rotating partners and we just keep playing and playing and playing and you you want to get better so then usually you go home and then watch videos of how to do a proper dink or how to do um, a topspin serve or how how to do um, like a, a deep return like you're constantly you want to get better better that's you said making notes by the way yeah yeah but you said something (laughs) really interesting just there that I had never thought of which is that you change partners all the time so there's something really nice about that something really social and I think that the other thing that I read today is that apparently it's quite common for players to converse while playing either just have a chat amongst yourselves or have a chat with your opponents and that feels really fun and really social. Is that your experience of it? Pretty social. I mean, sometimes when we're playing, if uh, one of our opponents like runs back to get a lob, you're like, oh my God, what a great effort. And then we go back and keep playing the point or yeah. So it's, you encourage everyone to do well. Like we are, I, like, I was in a tournament uh, in Windsor, just a small community about a half an hour from here. Um, and we had people from New Brunswick and PEI and uh, the games were amazing. And they're playing, they're, they're so close, right? Like for eight years ago, uh, we would play and it would be like, oh, so we go to 11 points, uh, win by two, but sometimes it'd be like 11-1 or 11-2, but there's so much, like it's 11-9 or go, or 13-11, like it's, it's so much closer because everyone is getting better. Everyone is just, they want to get better. And then there's some that just want to have fun. And just play rec. Like we have an indoor facility. It's three courts that um, friends of ours just, they just opened it up. I think it was about, I think it's been a year. 
And uh, it's, it's, it's on concrete. It's not like a tennis court, but they have so many new members playing and it's just so, so great to see. So it's, uh, it's really good. So the people that you play with in as far as age goes, is it a mix or does it appeal more to older people? What is yeah, older really when it comes to sport? I don't know, but. Well, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, yeah, there's uh, like my mixed partner for provincials is he's only 21 and okay. I'm 46. So I go younger each year. That is my goal. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my goal as well, although it's not working yeah. out for me really. Yeah. <laughs> we need to play more pickleball. Yeah. So, anyway, so young is 21 and is old. Like my mom is 70. Oh God, she's 74. So she would play. So it's, it's a mixture of, um, of, of, players so it's it's which is great so and I was reading that not only it appeals to a range of people because it sounds like it appeals to a, a type of person who's looking for a type of fun sporty activity but also because like you said there's not so much running and it's more strategy and skill than it is like just brute force like some other sports that you can play it well into your into your retirement so that's is that part of the appeal uh, yeah, I would say, but I mean, um, and when I first came out, when I was telling people I play pickleball, they're like, oh, that's for older people. Why are you playing that sport? That's, and I'm like, but it's not like we're trying to promote that. That's why we watch the professional pickleballs. Like they're like, we have a, I think she, yeah, she's 16 in the States, uh, Annalie Waters, and uh, she wins everything. She's doing very well. 16 years old, right? Mm. And she's playing professional pickleball. So it's, I mean, I don't know it's different in Canada, but yeah. And I mean, we first play, they're like, oh, you're playing an old, old person's game. I'm like, I, I would get so frustrated. I'm like, no, no. And we're trying to get younger people. Like um, we have some top players in Bridgewater and they, like they're very good and they, they're trying to get young people to play as well. So they can, you know, play just as good as, as they can, but um, it's coming, it's coming that we're getting younger people to play. So, but just you know. asking, I'm, I'm just asking for a friend, but could a, a, a not so fit woman in her early fifties say um naming no names naming no names at all <laughs> just asking for a friend it, do you think this is something that i could get into i could rock up and find some people who wouldn't pick me last uh, when you know being asked to make a team do you think do you think anybody could just go do you know what i'll go try pickleball Yes, anyone. I mean, it's 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 good to have a little bit of a racket sport, but yes, anyone anyone can play. And there's like I said, there's different levels. There's many different levels. So, and there's a lot that just want to be active and just go and just go play. So, I mean, there's there's the competitive side of a lot of people, and others just want to go. And I remember, in this tournament on Sunday, there was um, a lady. Uh, she was in in my division, and she said, "What did we do before pickleball?" Like <laughs> you ever heard the saying, "What did we do before cell phones?" We're like trying to think what we did. But she's like, "What did we do before pickleball?" And we're like, "No, I no no idea, no idea." But does, um, does it affect your work? Do you find yourself dreaming up pickleball strategies at work? We won't tell your boss. Everyone I talk to, oh, I'm playing pickleball. Or if I talk to patients on the phone, I play pickleball, and they're like, "What is pickleball?" But all my physicians and all my coworkers know about pickleball, and they know, like, I if I take a vacation or if I take I have flex time every third Friday, have off. They know that I'm off playing pickleball, so it's uh, <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. And lunchtime, I used to watch uh, videos on pickleball, so it's um, yeah, it's it's not affecting my work, 
but but at the same time it's, just it's, to uh, clarify <laughs> work done so are you trying to think of like how can i fit in more pickleball than you know in my life well my my youngest because my oldest is in university he's living at home right now but my youngest has got one more season of hectic soccer and then he'll be done and i i'm very excited because in three years i'm going to be 50 and so then I'll be in a different age bracket. So then I won't be playing against my sister, which I'm, because she's very good. <laughs> anyway, so I keep telling my, 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 my pickleball friends, I said, in three years time, both my kids will be in university, so they won't need me as much. So I want to go to play tournaments in New Brunswick and PEI. I just, it's just hard right now. Cause if I go mm-hmm. away for a weekend, I mean, nothing gets done, if you know what I mean. So absolutely yeah. know what you mean. Do you know what? It's so lovely to hear you saying in three years time, I'll be 50. And that's really exciting because that's not something as people or women particularly we ever say. And I also don't expect to hear someone say, and I'll be 50 and I'll be doing more competitions and I'll be spending more time doing sport. I mean, it's just really good to hear that there is hope for us. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's just not something I, I, a lot of, you spend a lot of time listening to people going, oh, God, I'm going to be 50 and I'm falling apart and I don't know what to do with myself. And I mean, you know, we're not all like that, but it's very heartening to hear you say this, Raylene, and that, um, and that you know, you're excited about being 50 in the next league and, you know, in that age bracket. And maybe rather than you be the soccer mum, you could train your children to be pickleball kids and they could do all the ferrying you around and, you know, get them driving and doing all that stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a thought. Just just plant that little seed. You've got a few years to think they, about they it. Have they have played. And, of course, they're a natural at it because they take after their awesome mom. But um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, but they, yeah, they're, uh, they do enjoy it. And my husband did play, but he, unfortunately he has a bad knee. So, um, oh. it's the only bad thing. And he, he just started and I'm, he always picks on me. He says, I'm a little bit of a competitive person that he, I won't play with him because he's not, he's not at that level yet. Love him to death, but very, very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'm hoping, and, and I don't want him to get a new knee, but that's what he unfortunately needs. So uh, when we retire, I'm retiring in 12 years. So I'm hoping that he will be, his knee will be better. And then we'll be a snowbird and go down to Florida in uh, six, for six months of the year to play. Do you think he'll be playing pickleball with you or will he, will he be your caddy? Uh, no, I think I will. I'll, you know, I can't always play with the young people all the time. So I will. Uh, I'll, I'll play. I'll play with my husband. You do do him a favor, and you know, just maybe turn up for a couple of games if he's lucky, and all of that. On the sort of family side, from what I've read, that this pickleball was thought up by a few three dads or something in in Washington state I mean that's how that's the story on the internet um that it was designed as a sort of fun sport for the family to play yes it was a family that they just wanted to get the kids active but there's, there's so many few, different stories there's yeah there's different stories, stories isn't yeah. there yeah. like one that the dog was named after the sport yes. that the sport that the the mum in the family named the sport after a pickle boat, which is the last to go over 
the line in a race or something. Uh, everybody can correct me on that one. But, you know, essentially it was thought up as a kind of fun thing. And I'm surprised it was so long ago. I mean, paddle, which is the other racket sport, which is really popular and probably a bit more popular in the UK, that also was invented in the 1960s in Mexico, I believe. So paddle is is different. Have you played paddle, Rayleigh? No, I have never. No. Yeah, that's more like a sort of the love child of tennis and squash because apparently they have sides to the the court and the guy that invented it it was to stop the to stop the ball going over into his neighbor's property he put sort of screens around the court and invented this game because they would bounce the ball off it and that's always played in doubles and so there seems to be the kind of I just think it's interesting that these these two sports, which kind of were not heard of for a long time, have just suddenly burst onto the scene and they seem very accessible. And uh, I have been doing some research on what celebrities play these. So we've got you might play against them someday when you well live in Florida in the winter. <laughs> just to let you know that Bill and Melinda Gates very yes. into pickleball. Early adopters, I read. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, Kim Kardashian. I can't see that, but who knows? Who knows? And Matthew Perry, who played Chandler in the sitcom Friends. However, the person that plays Paddle in the UK is David Beckham. And I'm sorry, that gets my vote every time. (laughs) Although on the pickleball side, George Clooney and his wife, apparently. Yes, I read that too. So... David Beckham, George Clooney. <laughs> That's a toss-up. That is tough, isn't it? You might have to buy two sets of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping they bring the equipment okay. Eve, to this match. But um, anyway, less of that. <laughs> but interestingly, I was watching, we were watching a Spanish comedy show the other day and the characters were playing paddle. I had originally thought they were playing pickleball, but I I looked again and they were playing paddle. It's massive in Spain. It's um, it's yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how things take off in different places. Yeah, I don't know why. And it was um, interesting because the characters were middle-aged men as well, so you could just see that this was sort of a very natural kind of place for them to be playing. You know, they didn't, they weren't all in great shape, but you know, they were trying to stay in good shape. So it is really interesting because it does match with what you've been describing as well in terms of you know, um, for people who want to stay fit, but it's also not as difficult or hard on you as tennis. But David Beckham, of course, you know, nothing would be difficult for him. The sport was invented, you know, just outside Seattle and Bainbridge Island, where we used to live. And so you can see Bainbridge Island from, you know, anywhere in Seattle. And I was astonished to learn that actually I hadn't noticed pickleball in the 10 years that we lived there. It must have been happening around us, but or or it was slowly happening around us. I'm not really sure. But it was astonishing to me to, to look back and think, how did I not get swept up in some kind of pickleball obsession? I guess I was running with the wrong crowd. Eve, I know the answer. <laughs> so do I. Let's not tell everybody what the answer is. You, you were running with the non-pickleball, non-sporty crowd. <laughs> they were pickleballing you around you. You were reading a book, remember? <laughs> I was probably not reading that a pickleball book. pickleball players don't read books. I'm just saying that Eve would have been 
It best. Yes, yeah, drinking a coffee, reading a book, and not noticing the pickleball that was happening. No, they could have been me. flying over your head. I know what you like. You wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about how important fitness is to you. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, when I was a teenager, I um, fitness wasn't high in my list at all. I just had a busy social life, and even though my parents kept saying. You should exercise, keep playing tennis, blah, blah, blah. I went the other way, but I wish I li- did listen to them because now I am, I think I'm, yeah, I'm pretty fit right now. I work out, lift weights because they say that um, lifting weights when you're in your 40s, it's a good way to lose weight and get be fit. Um, so, but I, I just find that it's, fitness is so important now. Like it's such a good stress reliever. I play like twice a week and the morning that I have to play pickleball, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so pumped to play, get to see everyone again, see how everyone's doing. And working at the hospital, it's 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 hard because patients call or doctors tell me about certain cases and they tell me they're on this all this medication and they're not doing well. And I'm saying in my head, exercise is so important. I just wish they would bring exercise in the hospital instead of, you know, uh, just given the medication and, and so forth. There's just, there should be, uh, you know, medication and exercise. It should be, you know, hand in hand. That's a really good point. Did you have a period in your life where you weren't as fit as you wanted to be and you felt not so great in your body and you really wanted to get fitter? Is that sort of how you were feeling? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely fitter now. I definitely had my low points. So, but um, yeah, this is the best I felt. I mean, I have a little bit of an injury <laughs> due to pickleball. I am going to laugh. So I was in it. It was, it's been a year and I um, did great in Atlantic. did so great. I thought that I should just keep practicing, right. Just to get better. And I re- went, I have those four of us playing. I reached for a ball and I felt a pop, but I'm like, Oh, it's fine thinking I was 20 and I shouldn't have stopped, but I didn't because we paid for the courts and I didn't want to let my friends down. So I kept playing. I couldn't even bend down to pick up the ball, but I still played. And then I came home and I, um, so I hurt my back. So I have a, a hip impingement and a ner- some nerve damage in my lower back. So it's, uh, so I was off for uh, six weeks and uh, let me just tell you, my kids and husband were not very happy because I was some cranky, but um <laughs> <laughs> It's getting better. I'm still still have a little bit of numbness, but I'm still can run on the pickleball court and I might have a little bit of a limp, but it's still okay. So Yeah, see, I've always maintained that exercise is just dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Best avoided. Well, I hope I hope you feel better soon, but yeah. I think you will with your fitness levels. But it's funny what you were saying. It's interesting what you were saying about the people that you meet through your job in that um, health environment. And that that sort of seeing that how um, exercise and being outside, you know, could really help people and perhaps reduce the need for medication. I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think that there has to be a balance. But I think what interested one of the things that really interested us about pickleball was finding ways of getting people exercising, getting people outside, getting people to try things at any age which feel really accessible and fun. And I think it's hard, you know, if you've been unwell and you've got unfit to to just to think, you know, the idea of someone saying to me, oh, come on, let's go play tennis. You think, oh, my God, you know, whereas something that people feel that they could have fun with, they could start at an easy level, they could 
build up if they wanted to, like like you have taken it more seriously. But I think there's there's really something there, and maybe that's why you know we all know the benefits of you know being physically more healthy and how that affects our mental health as well, and that sort of community aspect of playing with other people. And I wonder whether that's why things like pickleball and paddle are really taking off. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a definitely, definitely personality. I mean, um, I mean, we I talk to people that teach to older people, like if they're retired, and as soon as they play, they're hooked, and then they just keep playing. So it's just another way of just having exercise, which is yeah, very, very important. Yeah, yeah. I was reading that actually, that is part of the reason why people do pick it up is because it's easy to pick up. So they can actually feel that they're accomplishing something really quickly, that they're actually getting some success. Whereas, you know, and I've, you know, as you know, Gina, my sister and I, we played tennis for years as kids and, you know, neither of us was particularly talented. She's obviously the sporty one, so more talented. But, you know, it takes a while to get good at tennis. You know, it's it's difficult. It's, you know, the racket's heavy, the ball is heavy, um, the court is big. Um, so I'm wondering if, if that's also part of it. Like what you guys are saying is that because it's easy to pick up and it's easy to, you know, to pick up a game and you can sort of start doing something and actually getting somewhere is that right yes I definitely anyone can anyone anyone can play this and then you just go whatever level you want to do but mm-hmm. there's so many different levels so definitely right on that uh, sense I just need a sport where people are not going to laugh at me when I turn up <laughs> no but you know we laugh <laughs> and have a go <laughs> we uh we play Thursday nights at ATC and my sister always hears myself laugh hears me laughing I <laughs> we have such a great group and it's just it's it's awesome yeah it's really really That's good. fantastic it's a definitely a big stress reliever so I mean mind you there are days where I would I didn't have a good good time playing pickleball and I would I would be on the way home and I would tell my husband, my God, I played like crap and partner couldn't do anything. And I'm like, why am I playing this sport and blah, blah, blah. And then you sleep on it. And next day you're like, okay, let's, let's do, let's do it again. So you're always going to have days like that. So, So do you have time for any other sports or is this your main activity? Main activities. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my, yeah, no, I, I, I have no interest in playing tennis at all. Like Mm -hmm. even a pickup, I think it'll be just very awkward. To, to, there, uh, there seems to be a rivalry between tennis and pickleball like yes. what is that about well I mean it's uh yeah it, I mean, it's coming I think more like we had I don't know if you knew I think it was on tv what would be it was in the states but they had um Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick versus John McEnroe and Michael Chang I don't these are all professional tennis players and they actually played they actually played pickleball. They did singles and then doubles and just, just to introduce pickleball to, and even Steffi Graf came out to play under Agus's wife. So and it was nice, but a lot of the tennis players saying a lot of, even the States are like, why are you converting the tennis courts into pickleball? So there, there, there's a little bit of a rival. Yes. That's, I think that's always going to be there, but I don't know the way you look at it. I think they should just be open to everything. Just it's getting more people active. And like we're not yeah. taking over all the tennis courts. It's just another way of being active, another great sport. So Yeah, that's a I, great point. I read that tennis is actually struggling, particularly in the UK, that it's it's struggling as a sport in terms and I don't know whether that's I just you know, I just don't know, but I think in terms of ex- accessibility of playing and what kind of clubs that you have to join to get a to get a good tennis court. Not all gyms have tennis courts. I actually read that 
45 David Lloyd clubs, which is one of our our main gyms in the UK. 45 David Lloyd clubs have a pickleball court now, which it's not that many in the UK, but it's still more than the one that I thought it would be or the zero. <laughs> I mean, Andy Murray, who you probably know. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I read that he plays paddle, which kind of makes sense particularly as that at the moment is a bit more popular here. But, you know, they're definitely both getting some airtime and, you know, the the numbers playing tennis are not going up as fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like when my sister and I were playing competitively, it was was huge back in the 80s. And I think it did go down a little bit, but I know like the tennis center here in Bedford, it's, it's booming. We have like lots of people playing tennis. But then when they see us play pickleball, they stop and they watch. They're they envious of your fun. Your oozing enthusiasm. Laughing. Yes, You're yes. laughing. Grunting <laughs> because they're trying to do that overarm serve. Whereas pickleball, no overarm serve. The heaven. Underarm only. Fantastic. Well, and that's when we do an overhead smash. That's the only time we do an overhead. But, uh, oh, overhead. We no. could save our energy up for that, though, couldn't we? But uh, Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. the idea of an underarm serve, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I I played all of these things. I played tennis, badminton. I was really into badminton when I was younger. You'll be great at pickleball. Well, there you go. And I'm also a very good ping pong player, table tennis. You're a natural. Um, it's your calling. Well, maybe maybe it is. I even have a little kit that I can I fix to the kitchen table here to play uh, <laughs> table tennis, which I got in lockdown. But yeah, that was one of the things we did in lockdown as a family. We'd walk to the park and um, play table tennis on the, you know, the the tables they have set up in the parks, which was really yeah. nice. We have a basketball court in the backyard, and we just had a little net. Like it wasn't the full, full. Uh, yeah. Measurement. Actually, after COVID, I did ask Chris to measure the backyard to see if we could put a pickleball court in. But it is it. too. It's just a little short, and I don't think our neighbors would like it because it does have that sound. So yeah, yeah I've been reading that well, that there's been loads of noise complaints about the that talk 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 sound that where there's pickleball courts in cities and stuff, people are getting very annoyed with the sound and it's a problem. Yeah, where we play, there's apartment buildings nearby, and I think. There was a friend of a friend that were, then she says, oh, we hear you laughing and we hear you, we hear you playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the laughing that that's bothering the most. Why are those people having so much fun? Yeah. Why aren't no. I with them? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because the sound of a tennis ball really makes me feel like summer. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. that sound. Yeah. Whereas maybe now for you, it's the through the air and the tock tock is uh, the sound of well, summer all year round for you, but um, that's going to be the new sound of the summer, I think. Sounds yeah, like the sound of joy. Yeah, and it's fun <laughs> playing outside. It's it's a different. Um, I enjoy playing outside as well. Like it's you get a tan and it's hot and it's it's nice. So and it was good to have both. But I definitely and that's why the nets are up in Castle Hill. So we'll be playing outside very soon. We just got to get these temperatures to warm up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, that seems like a good place to leave it. Summer is coming. Pickleball Outdoors is going to be all the rage in Halifax and wherever else. We just can't thank you enough, Raylene, for talking to us about pickleball and and opening our eyes to the beauty of the game. I have learned so much about this sport. (laughs) 
that doesn't involve pickles or gherkins, but does sound like a lot of fun. And Eve, I'm afraid we're going to have to try it. And this is how we end all of these interviews, don't we? With me at the beginning going, I can't imagine myself ever playing it. And at the end thinking, I could give that a go. <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for inviting me, and it was uh, this was great. Really enjoyed talking to you guys. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know about it. We also want to hear what you've been up to since turning 40. Get in touch on our website, rightsideof40pod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RightSide40, Instagram at RightSideOf40Pod, and Facebook at the Right Side of 40 Podcast. All content is arranged by Eve and Caroline. And a big thank you to Terry and V. Neal for writing, performing, and mixing the original music.